You're listening to Fitness Wisdom to Daily Life. I will start this conversation with a deep belief I have, and it's probably something that started around the time I began my Jungian therapy back in 2018. This belief refers to the idea that all of us experience emotional instability during challenging moments. While it's true that we experience emotions in different ways and with different intensities, it's also true that experiencing highs and lows is universal. We all go through it. And don't say, not I, because you'd be lying. When we feel down, it's easy to point to others and think, oh, but they have it so much better. And when we feel high and great, Comparing to others doesn't even exist. We become encapsulated in our story, knowing who we are and how well we're doing in life in that moment. Think about the moments you were truly happy. You didn't take a second thought to tell yourself, but I bet I'm happier than other people. You just experienced it. You sat in your happiness, satisfied with the things that brought you to feel this good feeling. This is not what we do when we feel down. When we are angry about something or someone, we don't sit with that anger. We usually lash it out or we suppress it. Same when we are scared about our health or scared for someone else's life or scared of failure afraid we will disappoint all the important people around us. We don't sit with that fear. We don't start a conversation with that fear. We don't wait to see what it has to say to us. But we sit with happiness. We listen how happiness sings to us about all the things we did good, about who we got to be in that moment. What do we do when we feel down? Apart from not being able to have a conversation with the emotions that are digging into our conscious selves. Well, we distract ourselves with compensating actions. We buy some new clothes or gadgets. We eat something different. We get into a Netflix watching marathon. We try to buy our way into feeling better, whether it's objects that we acquire exotic pets, people, or experiences. We know it's a compensation when we try to be someone else while doing these things. Now, the reason why I included bodybuilding in the title of this episode is because I'm not saying don't do compensatory actions that make you feel better. What I'm saying, though, is pick something that makes you feel better but also improves your body and your mind. Pick something that allows you to explore what you are made of, that allows you to sit with who you are when you feel down and explore that. Pick something that allows for discipline building and self-awareness development, something that will require you to put effort into it but also grow from there, making that thing better and better day by day, month by month and year after year. You see, Discipline is a learning skill, something that gets reinforced with repetitive action in a certain direction. I'm sure there are many things out there that can challenge you and that also hold some special meaning for you. 
Bodybuilding has given me the space to explore my own weaknesses as I continued to train and eat a certain way. For some of you, this could mean hiking or biking or tennis. The possibilities are amazingly diverse. For me, it's bodybuilding. When you think of bodybuilding, (laughs) you think of oiled up men, old magazines showing Ronnie Coleman pumping some huge weights in a very polished setting. And then when you think of women's bodybuilding, there's this image of a very big muscled woman who gets photographed presenting a menacing look, almost like there's some aggression in there that's misplaced. Of course, women are free to grow as big and as muscular as they wish, but there is more to women's bodybuilding than the extremes presented in the media. Women who train come in many shapes and sizes, but they all agree on one thing. Working on your body feels great. It might be hard, challenging, it might test you in many regards, but it also feels amazing because it offers a sense of control that you may not be able to apply to something else. As a woman who trains in a bodybuilding fashion, I don't just seek to have big muscles. I plan my trainings, my meals, and even my holiday routines around feeling good about the way I look and feel. And this means a lot of critical thinking before training and a lot of implication during training. I make sure to give my best even when I feel low. I find that giving my best, especially when I feel like something in my life is hurtful or wrong, allows me to channel some of my negative emotions during training, and that makes me train very focused and intense. Most of the times, it's through my lowest days that I experience some of my best workouts. Channeling all those negative feelings and thoughts into controllable actions in the gym is an alchemical process. Similar to throwing stones and screaming into the wilderness or breaking dishes in a safe room or hitting a punch bag. It's similar because it uses that negative space as fuel. But it's also different. Working on your body through training and eating to sustain that training does more than just channel emotions. You literally build your body up. Your muscles having shape creates an incredibly functional structure. The immune system gets better at fighting disease. There are more red blood cells to carry nutrients to tissue because there is more live tissue in your body. Lungs adapt to take in more oxygen. The brain regulates neurotransmitters differently around your training session. You get primed to produce more serotonin and dopamine around your workout to endure the pain of training. You change and develop your body each time you train, even if the increments of progress are extraordinarily small. Bodybuilding can be taken too far, but today's episode is about taking bodybuilding in the right place as a lifestyle. It can be done because it's incredibly rewarding. My personal experience with this sport has taught me the difference between competing in bodybuilding and doing it as a lifestyle. Much of the general idea around bodybuilding for women is based on the competitive side, but I'm here to tell you there's a side of it that allows for great self-emotional and physical development when it's accepted and done right. When we go into the gym and think fitness, 
we think of the commercial aspect. Thin legs, big breasts, nice butts, sexy hair. Most of it has nothing to do with bodybuilding. If we were to go into the gym and think bodybuilding, we would start thinking in terms of I will do my best, I will train hard, I will do pull-ups, I will do bench press, I'm not afraid of heavy lunges, I won't shy away from training my arms heavy, I want to look great from head to toe, or I will be in control of this. That's where the heart of women's bodybuilding lives. Going into the gym and having the sole purpose of doing the best out of bad days, good days, whatever days. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for more episodes.